Thank you for tuning into the Walk in Truth Radio Network. Stay tuned for an encouraging word from Pastor, Teacher Dr. James Sutton. Let's see what Pastor Sutton has to say to us today. Hello, this is Pastor Jay of Walker Truth Radio Network, and I want to encourage you today, and I want to talk about something. And on Friday's focus, I want to talk about faith. And I want to talk about faith in regards to its misuse and its abuse, and of course, its glory. Hebrews 11.6 tells us that it is impossible to please God without faith. Then we're told we walk by faith and not by sight. We are told that we are saved by grace through faith in Ephesians. Now, those who believe, I want you to listen to me closely. If you believe that the purpose for your faith is to manifest the blessings of God, in your life then you have faith confused and what I mean by the blessings of God in your life what I mean is if you think that the exercise in your faith motivates God to do something in your life that can you can touch feel smell or hear in the material world then your faith is false your faith is phony and I know some of you have been taught that You've been taught that the Bible is a spell book. And Romans 8, 28, the things that happen to, for those who love God, according to his purpose, the good. And see, what you've turned your faith into is a work that makes God obligated to do what you want. You're taught that. That's a false teaching. Because the faith that we exhibit, that we count on, is not to motivate God to do, but to trust in God first in what he has already done. He has saved you from the penalty, the punishment, and the horrific life of being separated from him forever due to your Adamic sin and the sin you do on your own. You have faith that what was done at Calvary accomplished its mission. And with that faith comes promises that those of us in Christ Jesus, we are being conformed into his image. And therefore, we will be just like him and we will receive the crown of glory. And as we walk out our life with that in mind, we can endure hardness as a good soldier because we seek to please the one who enlisted us, which is Jesus Christ. Does that sound anything like what you've been taught? Some of you, of course not. You have been taught that faith is this thing that builds up debt to God towards you. It's a work. So if you work for it, he owes you what you have faith for. You're saved unto good works. You're not saved unto good things. 
And see, that's where we get it confused. Because what I've learned is having faith in what he accomplished at the cross does not necessarily translate into things that I want on this earth. Because without faith, it's impossible to please him. Sometimes pleasing him does not equate, does not manifest itself into giving me what I want for my flesh. He even said, you don't even know what to pray for because you pray into your flesh. So if your faith is into your flesh, even the faith that you have is erroneous. Those who are spiritual will understand what I'm saying. My faith is not predicated in God based upon what he gives me. Hello, I'm talking to you. If you've been taught that, your faith is placed in the wrong thing. Really, your faith is placed in your ability to have faith that will motivate God. So what you want to do is show God that you've been faithful and that you got this faith and that you use the, the Bible as a spell book and you recant and rechant things. And the Bible warns us of that. That's what the heathens do. My faith is in the resurrection and all the power that it has. And the biggest power that that faith has is the power to endure the hardships of the mission of the gospel, which is the power. And anything that happens because of that, because the world hates the gospel, so be it. Because I know that I am on track, I'm on in a line, and I'm committed and accountable to the gospel of God. The rest of that stuff is secondary. God doesn't owe you a gracious, wealthy, material life. That's not the gospel. Because what do you say to those who are in poverty in the third world so-called countries? What do you say to those who are paraplegics, those who will never walk again, never talk again, never see again? What do you say to those who, for some reason or another, seem to cannot get over the hump? Is it because they don't have the faith that you have and you seem to have everything? So how, well, who gets the blame? How do you tell them that they don't have enough faith? How do you even tell them, go back and tell them after you trick them into believing that their faith, and normally that translates into giving you money, if you in church, that your faith is activated by the seed called money, and money is not a seed. Money is money. I know y'all don't like that teaching, but you've been taught this. And so what that you got some stuff? Don't you know the devil will give you some stuff and begin to make you think that your faith is so powerful that you can manifest anything in your life? It is God who calls those things into existence as though they were not, not you. Your faith is in you gaining. God is not your cosmic candy man and your faith is not your currency to make God move. He said, without God, it's impossible to please him. And pleasing him does not equate to him doing anything else for you. He's done it. See, you want to make God like this. I please him so he'll do for me. No, it may please him and he don't move at all. What happens when God says, no, you always say, y'all, he not yet. Sometimes, tell the truth, God's will say no because that pleases him. And because he said no, you will have faith in him even the more because you'll trust in his no. 
If faith was so powerful to manifest the, the great things in life, why did Jesus save Paul and told him how much he would suffer for his sake? Why the whole chapter about 1 Peter is about suffering in Christ Jesus? Why did Paul, who had this great faith, which I think no one of you would deny, he's one of our greatest examples. He wrote uh, two-thirds of the New Testament. Why does he go into, into Corinthians talking about how much he was beaten, how he was shipwrecked, how he was mistreated, how he was chased after, how he was done wrong? Why in most of the chapters there's a point where Paul points out that he's been done wrong in this natural world? What about him being beheaded? What about John the Baptist being beheaded? What about Peter supposedly being hung upside down? What about John being being exiled to Patmos? Because their faith was not based upon their creature comfort. Their faith was based upon in the risen Savior that beyond their circumstance, incident, accident, CIAs of life, they trusted God. How can your faith be tested by what you get versus what you don't have and when God says no to you? You pass and you quit lying to these people. Our faith and our power is in the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the promises that he had, that he gave us, that we will have the power to endure and that we were more than conquerors, that we can do things while every, the world is going crazy. We can do all kinds of things moving forward in faith, continue to give it using the power of the gospel to govern, rule, and, and grow us into maturity. A faith walk in Christ is about growing into maturity. You run towards the prize, which is Christ. Your goal, your motive is to be like him, and that's the prize. But you will not achieve that over this side. That's something that you run to that will be achieved later. But how you run now in faith, regardless of what happens, regardless if you have or have not, you still keep your eyes on Jesus. You still keep your eyes on the resurrection. You still keep your eyes on salvation. You still keep your eyes on sanctification. You still keep your eyes on the promise of be glorified. You still, no matter what, you preach the gospel. You, you reason with people so they can believe in their hopeless state. They may die in poverty. Your loved one may die. Your loved one may die and you believed in that fake faith healer coming in, laying hands on them and they still die. And then when they die, they say, oh, well, that must have been God's will. And now you're upset with God because you not only trusted in the faith healer, but you believed in what they said when they said grandma or grandpa or son or daughter was going to be all right. And they're not all right. That lets you know. Bringing in somebody does not necessarily mean they're going to be healed. They're still in God's will. And God doesn't discuss his secret will with anyone. God doesn't discuss his secret will with anyone. He didn't discuss your conception with anyone. That specific day, that special day, your parents or, or your person you're having sex with, you came into the world as a mystery. Because they didn't realize it after you were after you were conceived. And you died in this. That we all have an appointed time. But in between the time of our salvation, the 
clock really starts ticking. And now we have to exercise our faith. Our faith is supposed to lead us to Jesus. And we rest in the resurrection of the living Savior. And it's okay to have material things. I'm not saying that. But I don't have faith to convince God to give me anything. I have faith to, 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 to demonstrate to God trust in what he's already given me and trust in what he's going to promise me in the future. A relationship with him and I'll truly be able to look upon glory without the veil of his flesh and I'll be conformed into his image and be like him. That's what we look forward to and that is beyond any material blessing that I can achieve on this earth. That's when you can live without being in fear because you know where you're going know what you're going you know what you're being conformed into and you know who gets the glory is Jesus Christ Jesus Christ in us the hope of glory this is Pastor Jay of Walk in Truth Radio Network Senior Pastor of Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church I always want you to be encouraged and be blessed and realize faith is not a currency it's a belief Please grab your coffee, tea or milk and come join us for Monday Morning Conversation with Pastor Jay and T. Drake. 6 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time. Let's get the conversation started. Thank you for listening to the Walk in Truth Radio Network broadcast. If this message has been a blessing to you consider donating on your favorite platform. You can donate by looking in the description box and picking your favorite platform of choice, Venmo, Cash App or PayPal. Continue listening. And your prayers are needed, welcomed and appreciated.